Welcome to the Soul Revolution Tribe podcast, where we share stories, laughs, and even a few tears, but always a good time. We are about depth and real raw sharing through soul conversations and medicine. We are learning to find ourselves again and to be an unstoppable force of nature, ready to break down the constructs and rebuild them with love and acceptance at its core. We are the new world. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Revolution Tribe. I'm Jackie, your host, shamanic soul guide and remembrance facilitator. And today I have my bestie May with us. I love having her on the podcast because we get to share some of the beautiful conversations we have on a regular basis. Um, and today we're going to talk about May's kid brand. She is the founder of Wolf and Whimsy Kids, where she empowers kids and activates their magic one book at a time. She combines mindfulness, journaling, breathing, yoga, guided imagery, and more to spark curiosity, joy, and confidence in kids. I can speak firsthand. My boys love her book and the activities she posts on her IG, and I also enjoy them because it reminds me how to be a kid again, to be in the moment, have fun, and adventure along the way. So I'm just glad that you're here with us, May. And I wanted to start off because I don't think we've really talked about this. I've had you on the podcast several times, but I don't think we mentioned or in, in bypassing. Oh, yeah, we have a kid's brand. Yeah, um, I also have a kid's brand. But. <laughs> and so I think it gets the spotlight it deserves because the world gets to see and hear this side of you, too. Um, so do you want to share about little how Wolf and Whimsy got started and like what the intention and the big vision for you behind it is? Yeah. Um, oh gosh. Like Wolf and Whimsy Kids is one of those things that when I look back, all of the moments made sense. But in the, like at the time that I was moving through stuff, I was like, what am I doing? What, like, I don't, I don't understand. Right. And it's so human of us to want to understand and make sense of everything. Right. And I'm so glad I didn't. <laughs> So glad I didn't. But um, you know, Wolf Ramsey Kids really started when I I was doing my master's degree and I and you know, again, just like I'm gonna try not to go on too many tangents because there's so many different layers to the story, but I applied for a social work program at McGill University. And um that was my intention was to apply for a social worker for a counseling program. And by the time I sent in my application, it was like I had missed the deadline to apply for those things. And going to McGill was something that I really always wanted to do since I was like really young. I just always felt really drawn to that school. And there's no explanation for it. It's just I was drawn drawn there. And so I went to apply and both of the programs, I had missed the deadline. And so on a whim, I applied to the educational psychology program. And so I got accepted. And so while I was doing my master's degree in educational psychology, I was able to carry out, design and carry out my own project as part of what would regularly be a thesis. But instead I did a project and you know, had a supervisor and all that stuff. And I taught yoga and mindfulness at the Montreal Oral School for the Deaf. And so all of the kids there and the majority of the teachers as well are deaf or hard of hearing and they all wear uh, hearing aids or implants of some sort. And so, you know, growing up with a mom who was deaf, you know, the hard of hearing community was something that I really always 
kind of felt a part of in a weird way. You know, I'm not hard of hearing myself or, or I don't experience deafness myself, but as someone who, you know, loves and has lived life with someone who is, it's something that I knew about without really knowing that I knew about it until I went there and I went to teach and, um, I wrote a book about teaching yoga and mindfulness to children with hearing loss. And from there, I just started creating resources for educators. And I say the word educators as like an umbrella term, because if you are, if you interact with a child for five minutes, you are their educator. Like everyone that your child interacts with is an educator. And so I use it as an umbrella term, but I started creating resources for educators to use to implement you know, yoga and mindfulness in their classrooms or in your daycares or in your home or just in your space. And I really focus on making it a part of the things that you're already doing. So for example, if you're a teacher, I focus on creating resources that you, you're already doing something as part of your curriculum or in your classroom anyway. So here's this like yoga aspect, or here's this mindfulness aspect that you can add to this thing instead of trying to figure out how you're going to smoosh everything into an already jam-packed curriculum. Incorporate or, it in the, in the pattern that's yeah, already like, there. So it's no yeah. extra effort. Yeah. Cause you know, our, our teachers and, you know, daycare providers and just educators in general, like it's everyone is overwhelmed and overworked and just trying to, you know, do their best every single day. And so if we can implement this stuff in a very easy, like zero cost or a low cost way, why not? Why wouldn't we be? Absolutely. And I think it's so needed. It's actually overlooked how important those skills are you can see it like i can see it firsthand in my boys if they're if they're scattered like their means their brains all scattered and i'm trying to get them to focus because i homeschool my kiddos for the listeners that don't realize my two younger ones i homeschool and so if i expect them to sit down and do like some table work and their minds running 10 million miles an hour like I'm setting them up for failure. So if mm-hmm. I incorporate just a few minutes of connecting with their body, breathing and getting them like into a grounded state and burn off a little bit of that energy in a fun, playful way where it's not like, yes. we got to do this. Like they're like, no, let me do it. I'm excited. And then it's like, just like I said, it's just like a, a stepping stone. And now I have the attention span to quick do this. And then I can add something else a little bit after. And it's just a part of the day and not um, one of those like drawing tasks, but it serves a purpose too. Yeah. And it, like you can see it completely resets them where it would be if I didn't do that, it would have been an argument of like, I don't want to do this. And then like holding the pencil for 25 minutes and and throwing it across the room. And like, <laughs> yeah, that and that's the thing. Up. It's like, yeah, you're going to spend a few minutes um, you know, shaking out the sillies or whatever it is that you're doing. But I guarantee that you will spend less time doing that than you will fighting with your kids, mm-hmm. students, whoever, that like fighting with them to get them to do the thing that you want them to do. Absolutely. And it's a beautiful connecting thing. I can tell you firsthand, like breathing like a dragon with your kids, not only are, or is it helping them, but you are laughing and your inner child is like overjoyed. Cause it's like, oh, I forgot how this feels because mm-hmm. as an adult, we get into the day-to-day tasks and life gets so serious. 
And it was never yeah. meant to be like that. So it brings us back into connection to our own inner child and connection with your kids because you're laughing and you're bonding in that space instead of fighting. So that's that's yeah. magic in itself. And like, what do you want your kids to remember their time with you was like laughing and joking and smiling and having fun or arguing? Absolutely. Like those are your options. <laughs> And it's pain, it's like, it's less painful for both involved if you make it fun. Mm -hmm. And you could take those like stressful moments and like use laughter and love as the medicine of in that. So like in, in moments where things are getting like crazy or like my kids get in, in their head and we're like, all right, we're being busy bees. Let's, let's breathe like a bee or like just pulling it in. Or one of the favorite things that I like to do, which it's fits right into kind of what we do when we get those, in those moods of like funk where we're like crabby. Mm. We literally, I like make crab hands. You guys can't see me. I make crab hands and I tell the kids to blow the crabs away. And we say, blow them across the country, like whatever. <laughs> like, and, oh, and at first they'll like, Xavier, my middle one, um, he gets stubborn sometimes. And he's like, no, I don't want to do it. And then, I'll, and then I'll like take my little crabs. Like I'm, I'm gently like pinching him, like they're attacking him. And eventually he'll go from like crabby serious to then he'll be laughing and then he'll blow them away. And then we can focus. But taking that time also is acknowledging where they're at. Mm-hmm. At that point too, making them feel valid and then knowing that you can be there, but you don't have to stay there. And here's a way to transition because a lot of the times the kids don't have the tools to do that. Yeah. I'm feeling this sort of funk and I don't know why, and I don't know how to get rid of it. And I'm getting yelled at because I'm in this space, but that's just fueling the fire mm-hmm. that I'm already crabby. So right. it's kind of like that total pattern interruption in a fun, playful way for everybody involved. Yeah. And that's just it. Like if you want to calm a child or calm yourself or calm anybody, then you need to do something that's calming instead of adding to the chaos. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, it's just, that's just like a life lesson for our entire world. (laughs) If you want someone or some kind of situation to be calm, quit adding to the chaos. Yeah. Like you are the energy. So if I want to create something and I'm all anxious in the already anxious situation, how do I expect to change the frequency of the situation? Yeah. I get to center and ground myself and bring that energy into the space, especially when it comes to children, because people don't realize mm-hmm. that they're just energetic mirrors for us. So yeah. when my kids are in a crabby funk, normally that's a self-check to me of what I'm not dealing with because <laughs> there's something under yeah. there that I've pushed off and I get to go, huh? Okay, thank you for being that mirror. Ooh, that we're gonna get we're gonna get you regulated, and then mom gets to take my piece. And and anyone that knows me when it comes to like my my kids, like I'm I'm completely transparent of what what we're doing too. So I'll tell them like we don't go out on timeouts. We have breaks that are literally for us to regulate and connect back mm-hmm. into our body, move the energy, and then we can have a conversation. That's what they always know. It's not like go to your room because you're being naughty. No, it's I'm not in control or not even control. I'm not in, in relationship with my emotions. It's taking over. So I get to be in that space with myself. So I'm not taking it and projecting it anywhere else. And I can ground myself and I don't send my kids to do that by themselves. Like they have tools, like now that they're older and they have those tools, they can do it because that's one thing that I, I, that I'd never understood is like, okay, so you're sending a little child 
that is acting out and asking for help in one way or form, like the only way they know how, because they don't know how to communicate it yet. They don't have the words. And now we're telling them to go in a room by themselves and sit there. And they don't have the tools to figure out how to move that energy. Mm -hmm. We're we're the co-regulation. So it's teaching them those things. And I even have like little pictures to remind them because sometimes um, I have little Spitfire babies. I my I have two Aries, and then my oldest is Aquarius. So they're very like when they make up their mind, they have to come to their own conclusion and work that out before they will take anything I say. So um, like especially my youngest, he'll go and he'll he'll have um, he'll I'll have the little signs, and he'll have to be by himself, and he'll he'll ignore you if you come in and he's not ready to talk. He'll completely ignore you and like turn his back away and throw a fit. And, but, but then if you're sitting there and I'm listening, I can see him counting his breath and he'll say, Mm -hmm. okay, we're going to breathe in and then we're going to blow the candle and you can hear it. And the most beautiful thing is we're modeling that behavior. And when we do activities like your book and, and things like that, it, even if they don't seem like they're like retaining it, they are, because then you'll see them playing on the playground with other kids and and they fall and scrape their knee. And then they're like, all right, now we have to take deep belly breaths. It's going to be okay. And they coach each other. And then I'm like, I did something right as a mom. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the validation. (laughs) Yes. Not that I had to have that, but at least then like in those moments where I'm like, am I even going through? Yeah. It's so nice. Right. And like, and I like, I love that because, you know, the, the kids who are sent to timeout, you know, they grow up to be teenagers and they grow up to be, you know, young adults and adults. And then parents go, oh, you know, my kid never talks to me about anything. Because mm-hmm. I wonder why. Express. Expression wasn't safe. <laughs> I got punished every time I tried to express. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that I don't let, like, I don't tolerate my children causing a huge scene or whatever in like mm-hmm. punching and kicking me. That's not what it is. It's, it's okay. Your feelings are valid. And because yeah. I respect and, and honor your process, we're going to find a safe container to move through the energy and not just push it down and pretend it's not happening and expect you to like flip on a switch. Right. And also then, so you have those tools, but then validating like, this is the process. And I love, that's what, that's a big thing. And why I'm so transparent with my process is because they see that I'm human too. So then they know yeah, hey, mom goes, mom goes through these feelings too. And mom has to use her tools. That's why she learned them. And that's mm-hmm. why I tell them, I'm like, I'm giving you the tools that I never had as a kid. Not because my parents didn't want to teach me. It's because they didn't have those. They didn't have them and their parents didn't have them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's a cycle. And I mean, like that's why I created this brand is for you know we have to start somewhere right and I love that like creating this stuff is helping kids and helping educators and just people in general like show these kinds of things and use these kinds of tools and give our kids these tools because you can't there's just there's so much that I want to say (laughs) if you like you can't expect your child to regulate if you are not regulated absolutely and like I I did not set out to create wolf whimsy kids for adults (laughs) kids is right in the name but there's so many benefits for 
adults because one, when you teach your kids, like when you're reading my book to your kids, you're also like, you're reading it out loud. And so then you hear it too. Right. And your inner child goes, you know, I wish I had had this or I could really use this. Maybe I'm not going to be sitting in a freaking board meeting, like breathing, like roaring like a dragon, <laughs> but you know, the, the tools are there and the, the reflection piece is there. Absolutely. Well, and it, it's part of that, like reparenting your inner child of like, okay, so we didn't have this then, but now we do. Now we know these skills and it gets your inner child gets to play just along with it. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the fun part. Like I'm just as silly. Like if you check on my um, IG, I have what's what I call fascial kids maneuvers, like the kid edition. Yeah. The same thing is I take all of this is, this is just a, a little piece of me. Like I take all of the skills and tools that I've learned and make them fun and playful. And so I can hand them down to my children because for me, like, being a wisdom keeper is not only just having the wisdom, like otherwise it's just knowledge, right? To be a true wisdom keeper, you have to be able to share that. That's mm-hmm. the huge piece of the having said wisdom. And so for me, it's like meeting like not only my kids, but anyone that I can and making it in a form that's fun, playful and exciting where you're looking forward to doing it. You feel the purpose and the value in that and not just I have to check a box. And I think that also comes down to me and you both have that that story in our, our history of like feeling like we had to check the boxes versus yeah. truly living. And I want a practice that really helps bring me alive, not just checking boxes. Yeah. And I actually, you know, Wolf Whimsy Kids wasn't always called Wolf Whimsy Kids. It was originally called Learning Lotuses. And um, when I was finishing up my master's degree course, I was like, panicking like oh my gosh I'm finishing my degree the safety of school university bubble is about to burst what am I gonna do and so I went to the career counselor and I told her about my master's project and I told her about the book that I was writing and that I had at the time it was published on Amazon and I told her about the resources that I was creating for educators and you know I told her about all of these things and she she looked right at me and she went why are you here and not in like a mean or condescending kind of way but she's like you know why are you here and I was like well what do you mean and she was like you very clearly have every idea of what you want to do you very clearly know you know what is on your heart and what it is that you want to share and do and and for me you know the whole online business industry was very new and uh, I just, I looked at her and I was like, I guess I just needed someone to tell me that I'm not crazy. The permission almost like, not that you needed the position, uh, permission, but it's like, especially because yeah. we've gone through all the school, it's like, now what I do, like I have these dreams, are my dreams possible? Like, can somebody else give me a little confirmation? Yeah. Can I have a little confirmation over here? But I mean, you know, when you are the first in your line to do anything like that. You know, I was, I was the first person in my family to go to university. Mm-hmm. I was the first person to graduate with a bachelor's degree, much less have a master's degree, much less publish self publish a book. And then to start an online business on top of all of that, at, at the time that was overwhelming. It was, it was, I'm doing all these things. And 
for what and for who and why. And that was a time where I was also not, you know, I hadn't really gone through my spiritual awakening at that time. And so I wasn't really connected to my self or my intuition or any of any of that kind of thing. And so I was really questioning it because I, I couldn't make sense of it. Right. I didn't understand. I was still very human at that time. The mind was still in control in that space. Yeah. Like the mind tries to control. And that's mm-hmm. the big thing that I say, the soul leads, the body guides, the mind aligns. The mind was in the leading and guiding space where it's never mm-hmm. designed to be. So it had to learn how to go there because it didn't know the other parts. It didn't know it could trust yeah. And my soul was still like, I could feel it tugging. I could feel like, oh, I'm going to do a special activity. And, oh, I'm going to work at the oral school for the deaf. And, oh, I'm going to write a book. And, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to create these resources. Like my soul was still, and I was still making those moves completely blind. You just didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. Like I had absolutely no idea that I was really like, you know, following my soul or following my purpose and my mission and and all of that kind of thing. Like those words were not even in my vocabulary at that time. But you still were doing it. It just was in a different form. Even even when it came down to, you were saying like, I wanted to go to this college. I never knew why. Guess what? Like our spirit, it doesn't make logical sense. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to guide because it sees the whole big picture where we only have certain pieces at a time. It makes sense yeah. in the very long run, but if you had all the answers yeah. already, what, what's the point of the journey? It's not right. about and that's it. It's getting And that's there. why like this whole, like my whole, how did Wolf Lindsay kids come to be is me just following the breadcrumbs and just, you know, doing what, what and where I was guided, you know, right out of my bachelor degree, I applied to go to McGill because again, I had known my whole life that I wanted to go there. I applied to go to McGill and I was rejected. Um, that was back in 2012 and then it was in 2015 2014 that I applied and it was accepted and I have started in 2015 so you know at the time I was absolutely devastated that I was rejected and like what am I gonna do with my life and I had planned on going to McGill and what you know like all this stuff and now you know now it all makes sense it's all about it's that divine always, timing. Like we, we think yeah. that like, like the door is closed and like our mind like goes so extreme where it's like, mm-hmm. no, the time just wasn't ready yet. Yeah. It, the, the pieces were getting put into place for you because if you would have got in right away, you might have not have been introduced. You might have been in a different program, the programs that you applied right away. Yeah, it's. And it's it's so insane. And like, I'm, you know, I remember like packing my car to move to Montreal and I don't live like, it's like a a nine hour drive. Um, and my parents drove me up and I remember like packing my car being like, what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) Like I was literally putting stuff in the trunk of my car (laughs) to move to Montreal. And I was like, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, but I did. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's like letting the, letting yourself dance with the fear instead of the fear, <laughs> like hold you back is like, what do I have to lose? Like at the end of the day, what do I have to lose? I have yeah. to try something or I get to try something. Not that I have to, I can stay stuck. I can stay sitting here in the norm, or I can step into that unknown and create expansion in one way or shape or form. Yeah. Cause that's where we grow. If I stay right here, I'm going to be the same and get more of the same. Mm-hmm. 
yeah and it's just yeah like I said it's just one of those stories that when I look back like I was panicked at the time but now it all makes sense I love that so what is your big vision as wolf and whimsy kids like grows like what is like if all the limits move moved away like what is the big vision for you and you probably don't even have all the answers but like pieces that you want to bring to life yeah I definitely do not have all the answers <laughs> <laughs> however I do know something so wolf and whimsy kids have uh two mascots they're wolves cartoon wolves Winston and Wilma um, you see them throughout the website on Instagram. They have their own, um, you know, little IG series. And I would love to turn that into like probably YouTube first. I'll put, make a YouTube series first and then, you know, maybe like a little TV series someday. That would be amazing. I would also really love to start my own publishing house. I love that. I love that. Or yeah, like for kids books and for maybe not even necessarily kids books. I just see like a publishing house and I don't have all the answers around that yet, but that would be fun. And, you know, and just also continuing to write more books and um, share like in journals. I have books and journals and notebooks and uh, all the, all the fun stuff and, you know, just really build up the brand to be um a household name to be the 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 mindfulness kind of go-to absolutely and anyway like I highly encourage people to go check out her IG and the book like I said it's it's absolutely magic everything that create that May creates and puts her heart into like I I Yes, she's my best friend, but like I said, like all of all of the things, all of the things like you need her in your life, not because you need out of desperation, is because you desire the creativity and the love that she puts into everything because she's not looking at you as a dollar sign like the coaching industry is sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like she's truly here to make a difference and empower people, whether it's kids, whether it's business entrepreneurs, like all of the different, there's so many yeah. different sides of me and I'm just privileged to be able to see all of them. And I love every aspect of you. Thank you. I love that. And like, I mean, I, I do what I do because I love it because it's my, it's my creativity. It's like, I love sharing it. I love creating all this stuff. And I mean, I don't do it. I mean, this is my business and you know, I have bills to pay y'all, but like one of my notebooks that I have on Amazon it's just a, a, a the toddler composition notebook is what it is it has letter writing and all that kind of stuff in it but you know that the royalty on that book is 60 cents Absolutely. so like if you purchase that book for it's 8.99 on Amer the U.S. Amazon and I make 60 cents and that's the thing you kind of like, I mean? like, same thing same thing as me like at the end of the day, we have a life that, that let's be real. We live in a 3d world mm -hmm. that, that money, it takes money to be able to create more things and, and experience more life to bring more richness to it. It's like it, but it's not the end goal. Like I, you can tell, like, especially cause like in the nursing realm, you can tell a nurse is there because it's her passion and she truly yeah. wants to make a difference 
or if she's there for the dollar sign, he or she. I'm just speaking from my experience of what what I saw. You can tell in the energy and what they do. And then like for me and you, it's like we are are there because this is what lights our heart up. Yeah. And yes, yes, we do it in a way that we can we can get a little back. We're not here to make billions and billions of dollars off of people. Like we want to make it affordable for you, but also a way that we can support ourselves and so we can show up more and give more. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that me, me and you both have this, like, if we could give it all away, we would. Like, it's not that, yeah. but it's it's the fact that, that when you only give one-sided, like, you're not getting the value either, like, from both sides. Like, you, you there's got to be an yeah. exchange of some sort where we both get to grow and thrive, because that's, at the end of the day, that's what we want. I don't want to thrive if you're not thriving. Like that's, that's the thing. Like it's lonely being by yourself. Mm -hmm. Like why not, why not collaborate? And I think that's yeah. the big thing is like the world is in a competition space or at least it, it, that that was like the message that's coming through. And for me, like strong on my heart is I'm done with the competition. Yeah. I don't, I the only person I want to compete, you can't see my quotes, compete with is myself. I want to be a better version of me every day and not even a better as in like perfectionism a more embodied, a more heart-centered, any way that I can expand and be more of my essence, because that's how I was created to be in this world. That's mm -hmm. my medicine. I, there, I was not created to be a copy of somebody else. I was created to be me in my own unique, beautiful way. And every time that I try to be something I'm not, and I mean, we're going to learn, we're going to grow, we're going to figure that out along the way, but you can feel it in your being of like, I'm trying to do something because I feel out of obligation or this is the box that we have to check. Like those spaces versus the space of, I don't know why. And everybody can look at me like I'm completely crazy, but this sets my heart on fire and I've never been so much in love with myself, my life, my experience. That's where I want to be. I, I have no more room for settling for mediocre or um less than because i have tasted what is possible out there and you can't you can't unsee something that you've seen and so for me it's like i don't care how i'm getting there but i trust like deep in my core that it's gonna happen doesn't mean i'm gonna have my days where i'm like oh my gosh like am i really on the right path like that's how you know that's the self-check of like Okay, so it really does matter to your heart because if it didn't, you wouldn't be having that conversation. Yeah, exactly. You would have been like, eh, if it fails, it fails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how you know that whatever it is that this this big vision that you're tapping into, that's how you know that it's for you is when you go, How do I do it? And what the hell am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> at the same time right? and you know you're like you were saying earlier like your mind just gets in your way your mind gets in your way and you start overthinking like this doesn't make sense and I don't understand and people will also reflect that back to you yes. right the people in your space will be like I don't understand like I'll use my master's degree as an, as an example um, you know, people are like, well, why are you moving away to Montreal? Like you can get a master's degree right here. Why are you getting a master's degree in educational psychology? You're not a teacher, meaning I don't have a bachelor of education. 
Um, I have been a teacher and I was a teacher for a while, but you know, I don't have a bachelor of education. I have a master's of education in educational psychology. Well, what are you going to do with that degree? (laughs) I don't understand what, well, how much, what, what kind of jobs can you do? And like, how much money will you make here? And it's all mirroring our fears and our thoughts inside. And that's the radical honesty that we get to say, like when Mm -hmm. we see that in, that's what I always explain to people. If something triggers you and it's literally like that gut punch. It's not them so much for you. Okay, so they said this about me. Why am Mm -hmm. I feeling the gut punch? There is part of what they said that I take in as truth or it wouldn't have that effect on me. Because if I didn't believe, if May told me, Jackie, you're a cuckoo bird and I don't even understand what's going on. And (laughs) if I didn't believe that, I would have been like, Okay, thank you for your opinion. I know exactly where I'm at and you don't have to understand and that's okay. And I think that that comes down to, once again, the mind aligns, how I look at that. Like like the mirroring effect, that's the mind's job. Our mind's mm-hmm. job is to take our belief systems and things like that and mirror it out what's going on inside, outside to make us understand of what 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 is going on. Like that that's the equilibrium, the balance in that. And because we were never taught the role of the mind, we were taught that the the mind leads, right? We are a very heady society. Um, And it was, that was, it's never its job. So it's trying to fight for a normal of what it considers normal, what it's used to, because it's been thrown in this role. It's kind of like you all of a sudden get picked up and put in this world and you're not meant to be there, but you have to survive and make your way, right? Because your brain is part of your survival. So it's going to do whatever it can to make reason, make rationality, to to hold things together. Because that's that's part of its role in whatever place you put it. It's like that's its personality. So when we remember that the soul leads, the body guides, the mind aligns, and you get the mind to understand that and learn, like, you're not failing and you don't have to hold on really tight and try to make something work because you can let go of that because this is where you're meant to be. You're not, you're not meant to get cast aside, not important, cut our ego out, it's horrible. No, every part of us belongs. It's just finding that spot where it belongs so it can shine. Mm-hmm. It can't shine in a spot that it was never meant to be. You put it in the right role with the right characteristics, the right atmosphere, then it actually truly gets to blossom. And so like, that's the piece Like I think like the society was never taught of, okay, so our mind's supposed to make us question. It's supposed to say, hey, are you sure you want this? I don't know, like, like whatever that, and then you get to decide because once again, the soul, your soul voice gets to say, I understand and I see where you're coming from, but remember I have more pieces. Mm -hmm. Like you are only seeing the logical pieces right here but remember, I have more pieces and trust me. And that's the part you have to be in relationship with. Yeah. And so then they can agree they're not strangers. Just like you were saying your soul was leading me, but I wasn't in relationship with my soul. I just, I didn't know I was kind of getting pulled along for the ride and just went with it. And in those spaces is once we create that relationship with our mind, with our body, with our emotions, with our energy, like with all aspects of our being, we can then step out of that disease dysfunction whatever you want to call it and step into that harmonizing like truly living space mm-hmm. and that's why wolf and Lindsay kids was born yes 
yeah. for that connection, for, you know, the, the connection to your emotions and understanding what you're feeling and, you know, yeah, what you're feeling, how you're feeling, how it started, you know, just being in deep connection with your emotions and in deep connection with your thoughts and in moving through all of the things because we still do that even as adults right mm -hmm. like if you're if you become angry about something you can sit in the anger you can push it down act like it never happened or you can just let yourself be angry for a few minutes yeah and let it go right so like these are tools that we we a lot of us don't but we can use as adults right and, and yes. the early and we don't use them for those of us that don't use them we don't use them because we weren't taught and again, that's a whole, you know, multi-generational ancestral thing, a lineage thing where no, nobody was taught. Right. Absolutely. So we get to be the cycle breakers and teach the next generation about their emotions and about, you know, their intuition and connection to themselves, what I call your capital S self, which is really just, you know, your soul, basically, yeah. um, your higher self, your purpose, your big vision. And yeah, in, in a fun way. And doesn't that make you excited? Like for yeah, me, like, I, I feel like excited. such a little, like a little like nerd, but like to me, like if we're giving the, these tools and things for a, a whole different outlook for our new generation and we're breaking mm -hmm. this trauma, um, like not trauma, generational, like one guy's generational trauma and things like that, a way of being like, how different can the world be in the future? Yeah, that excites me and lights me up of like, what is possible if we come from that separated, like, um, reactive type state to a more space of belonging, a more space yeah. of understanding of love, forgiveness and grace, like how different the world could be if majority of people function from that space. Mm hmm. It's really exciting to think about. Oh, like I, I like the words. I can't even like express the <laughs> of me right now. The hope, the hope for the future. The vision, the big vision. Absolutely. Well, it kind of brings back like the big vision of this. And that's the thing. Like I have so many like parents and other people that reach out to me like, okay, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I hear and I feel the importance, but where do I start? And that's mm -hmm. where exactly where Wolf and Whimsy Kids comes in too is like, okay, you wanna you wanna bring these skills to your children and teach them. Yeah. You know, you don't have to just try to pick it out of the scenario and figure it out. Like, May's got stuff that can start you on your journey, that can start incorporating. And like I said, it doesn't have to be this overwhelming. Now all of a sudden, I have to teach this whole new way of life. No, you incorporate mm -hmm. it and you meet yourself where you're at now. Whether yeah. That means we're getting so up and easy. we're stretching and we're going to do a lion's breath or whatever, which takes literally a few seconds of your day, mm -hmm. which is fun. And everybody starts laughing and we're starting with that energy to, to start the day versus my alarm clock went off. Now I got to go to school. I got to do this. Like, like if you start with yeah. the, the tone, you set the tone for the day. So you might as well start it in a playful way. And it only takes a few seconds of your time, yep. which you're going to be doing anyway. It's not anything different. You're not adding time. It's utilizing the time that you have in that space. And that's what it is. It's it's simple and easy when you know that and you have the pieces at your fingertips so you can start. 
you have a starting point. Because I think that's the part in the journey that a lot of people are like, I have this feeling, but I feel stuck. I don't know where to begin. Yeah. And I don't know how you, how you see, like in that situation, like where would you suggest starting? Like if somebody's looking in there, like, I hear you, I get the message. I want to do this. Where do I start? I think the easiest place to start, honestly, is with my book. Mm-hmm. And I say that because I'm willing to bet money that you already have books in your house, that your kids already have books that they read. And so that's the easiest place to start because I, you know, I have journal prompts on my IG. There's a, a journal and jammy series. There's a, a mindful, um, you know, information on mindfulness and mindful breathing and yoga and the benefits and blah, 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 blah. That stuff takes work to scroll through Instagram, to scroll through my website and read all that stuff, right? That stuff is more time consuming. So get the book, put it on your bookshelf, read it to your kids at night, like let them, let them have access to it throughout the day. Um, that, that would be the simplest thing. The book is $13. Mm -hmm. And like, put it on your bookshelf. I also have, you know, I try to incorporate all like guided imageries and and all that kind of stuff, the creativity and the, just all of it into everything that I do. And so, you know, Wolf and Whimsy Kids, we also have a collection, a series of um, composition notebooks. And so these are literally notebooks that your kids probably, we do here in Canada, I don't know about y'all in the US probably, but like it's on the school list. Mm-hmm. On the list yep. of things to buy for schools is a you know, notebook, notebook. notebook that has like yeah, lined paper. Um, and so Wolf and Whimsy Kids has a, a line of composition notebooks, but there's a guided imagery script in the very beginning of it. The um, you know, Winston and Wilma, the the wolf characters of Wolf and Whimsy Kids are on every single page just because fun. Yep. <laughs> um there and then sprinkles through our creative writing prompts. Or for the younger, the younger kids version, it's a, it's the same prompt, but it's a drawing space instead of a writing space, but like there are creative writing prompts. So we're bringing, we're bringing in curiosity and creativity and also critical thinking because it's like, um, if I were a jellyfish, so then you have to like, imagine yourself as a jellyfish and think like, hmm, like, you know, thinking outside the box and, and that kind of thing. And so even the composition notebooks are, you know, have those tools in them. I hear you. It's like planting the seeds because you're getting them familiar with a new yeah. new way of being. And so like if you slowly drip, it, it absorbs better than you trying to chug a whole gallon of water at one sitting. Yeah. But if you slowly <laughs> yeah. start dripping it in, it's more digestible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know I also have journals on my website. There's a toddler edition, there's a kids edition. Um, they also come they also have a matching grown-up versions so you can journal with your kids. Um and just, you know, things like that. But I to start, I have free resources. Again, there's tons of like PDFs um on my website, which is just wolfandwimsykids.com. But you know, again, you're going to download the PDF and then you're going to read through it and then you're going to look at it and be like, okay, so here's all these games. You know, one of them is seven mindful games or seven mindful activities for kids. And so you're like, okay, 
I'm looking at this game and I'm going to go get this, this, you know, these cotton ball things for this game and this thing for this game. Again, that's a little more, still a fun activity. I, I highly recommend, but the easiest thing to do is to buy the book and put it on your bookshelf, like put it in front of your kid. Well, and that's what we do. So we have the book and it's there (laughs) and they, my kids, because they know when we've done it, we've, it's not something you just read once and then it just sits there. Like we, we have it. And so when they're feeling stressed, they'll go to it. And sometimes at night, like they'll just flip through and be like, I want to do this one. They pick, pick a random one of the night. Like, this is what I want to help ground in theirs. It's like a resource at their fingertips. And you can always add more things to it. Like maybe it's a resource shelf after you've learned the other tools or you print out different activities that you get through May or are collected along your journey. And then they have resources too, because you're teaching them how to be resourceful at the same time. It's not, I'm telling you what to do. It's what do you feel? What does your body feel like it needs right now? And you know me, I'm all about relationship with everything. And like, that's, you're teaching them, especially at a young age. Like I, if you can get your kids when they're, when they're tiny and that toddler, that's why I love your toddler and jammies series and things like that. Like I, and it doesn't have to be toddlers and that, cause I do that stuff with my boys and they're not toddlers anymore. But, um, <laughs> but if you can start at that age, it's like, that's what they know. You know what I mean? That's familiar for them already. So if you already create their familiar zone in that space, once again, it gets me so excited because that's their familiar zone. And now when they step out and expand, what more beautiful magic is able to be created. Yeah, exactly. Like it just opens up so many possibilities. And I think of like some of the journal prompts that are in the, the, the journals that I have, but I also share some on, um, there's some on my website and there are some on my Instagram and they're the simplest journal prompts, like what made me happy today? And if you think like for a child. Like just remembering the things that made you happy. One just makes you feel better. But like, even for an adult, how many of us at the end of the day are so tired or so overwhelmed or just so flustered by all the goings on of the day that you actually have no idea what made you happy. And it takes like how many time of us to slow that? down and be in that yeah. moment. Yeah. How many of us lose that connection? Mm-hmm. And so like, I love what you said. It, it, or like at the very, very beginning when you said that, like, it's even for you and like comforts your inner child because that was not, not, not the goal, but you know, I didn't create Wolf and Whimsy Kids for adults. And now I'm like, wow, actually a beautiful <laughs> side effect of it. Maybe I created it for me, for, you know, that version of me that I also did not have these tools when I was growing up. Right. And so there's that inner child in me creating the things that I needed. Right. And I do, I mean, you've, if you follow me over on any of my other businesses that, you know, I don't just have wolf ones of kids, but if you follow me on any, any other social well, Instagram, but like on any of my other pages, you know, I very blatantly say quite frequently, I've never created anything that I didn't at some point need in my life. Absolutely. And that's what it is. It's that's, that's soul medicine. We're being medicine for ourselves and that's the catalyst for other people as well. But we have to go through the journey first. Mm -hmm. Like if we don't go through either what you can tell, like, I I don't know if I'm like, I have to, I can only speak for myself, but I can tell if somebody's actually gone through the experience and put in that, that soul effort and transformation, 
versus somebody that just read a text message or learned a tool. It's a different mm -hmm. when somebody embodies said tool and turns it into that wisdom. And then somebody that's just teaching a tool, but hasn't really done the application and like the embodiment piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, that is the difference between, you know, a coach and a leader or a coach and a mentor is that, and it's kind of harsh, but I don't really care. Like a coach is someone who can just regurgitate information, mm -hmm. right? That's all you're doing is regurgitating information. You don't necessarily embody it. And someone you can be a really great coach. And I'm thinking like, I'm thinking of like Instagram coach. If I were an Instagram coach, I can tell you how to post on a reel. I can tell you how to share stories. I can tell you all like, I think of like the people who are like, um, who showcase like how to do like fun things on your Instagram stories or like, like strategies for things. And like, you're just regurgitating information. And that doesn't mean that you're not good at what you do, but you're a coach. You're not a leader. Yeah. You're giving, you're right? telling people what they can do. You're telling right. them how to do something. So even like a, a basketball coach, they're telling you the rules. They're telling you how to play. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, like, I could be a basketball coach. I know the rules of basketball. I've never played basketball a day in my life. Yep. And then I the could be a basketball coach, but I'm not a leader. Like in that situation, <laughs> I'm not a leader because I'm not embodied in that. And I love that. And that, that that is like the perfect example of what, why I'm drawn to use the word of mentorship and mentor. Because yeah. for me, in my mind too, like if you think of a mentor, even in school, like your mentors um, normally are somebody that's already gone through mm -hmm. the experience and they're giving you, not telling you what to do, but giving you little tips and tricks and like helping you find your own way. I think it's like, for me, it's got this innovative space too in it. It's not like, here's the information. I've embodied it. I've done my, I'm a walking example of it. So mm -hmm. let me explain it from that space versus just the techniques. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a very big difference there. And just in the way that people approach the subject and the way that they speak about it and in the way that they guide. And the way that they show up for themselves and for other people in their containers. There's a very big difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Well, is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners to leave them with before we wrap this up? To leave them with? Oh, <laughs> so much pressure now. <laughs> well, you know that you'll be on. You're always on. You're like I said, you're my best friend. You'll be back sharing your wisdom, but mm -hmm. Well, the wisdom that I always share, I will as a kid and you'll see it plastered everywhere is you are made of magic. And so that is what I will impart on you, the listeners and on you, Jackie. Always. You are made of magic. And just remembering that magic. And that's what the journey is all about. Yeah. It's using these different techniques and things and really tapping back in to who we are at our core and showcasing and allowing that magic and that light to shine bright because the world needs you. I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today with us and sharing your perspective and a little bit more of you. I love, I love when the listeners get to see the different sides of you and be in your world because 
like I said, you've made such a big impact in my life. Like I can't help but want to share it with everyone and shout it from the rooftops. Like <laughs> you need her <laughs> in your life. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> well, thank you for having me back on. I love, I mean, I talk to you all the time. I love sitting down talking to you. I love sharing all the things and just sharing, sharing like little, I feel like every time we sit down, we're just like sharing little bits about basically how our just our conversations in a relationship are every day. We're like just sharing all the things. Yep. Whatever comes up, whatever's alive. That's what I love. Like there's nothing that's off limits, like yeah. a space to really express like this, this isn't my truth, but this is how I'm feeling in this moment. And I think everybody needs a little bit of that in their life. Yeah. You need people that you can be like, I am really mad right now. And, and I'm not sitting, like, I'm not holding on to this anger. I'm expressing it. Um, and I know the light, but I get to honor what I'm feeling right now. (laughs) Like I know the message. People that hold you in that instead of saying, oh, well, you don't need to be upset about that for this or like at least this didn't you know it, it's honoring that space we're just going on a tangent this that could be a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> yes yes and i think we should probably do another podcast on that but all right well thank you everyone for tuning in and we will definitely be getting back together and sharing more in the future um and then we'll drop this and next week they'll have another episode so see you next week Thank you for listening to this episode of the Soul Revolution Tribe and being part of our soul family. If anything in this episode resonated with you, please subscribe, leave a review, and share your takeaways. You can find me on IG at Grow with Jackie B or on YouTube at Soul Revolution Tribe. I will see you next week for more soul conversations and medicine. Bye for now and see you back soon.